Coach V Show. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your show for personal and professional development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Bringing to you these expert insights that you and I can hear from all of these interviews so that we may be able to grasp onto the life lessons, the success frameworks, and the behavioral models so that we can not only achieve faster, but then really change that success and then translate that success into the joy, peace, happiness, fulfillment, love, and family time that I call the juice of life. Today, I am big time juice to have on the show, Coach Ale Mateo, who was born in San Francisco, California, moved to Samoa, served his mission, and then moved back to the States in 1982. He is the founder and CEO of All Pauly Sports, founded in 1999, in which case we crossed paths somewhere around 2002, 2003, in that his camp boasts four to 500 Division I scholarships over the, and over the past two decades, and especially during a six to seven year stint prior to the NCAA changing some of its rules in terms of recruiting camps and football camps is having 60 to 70 kids per a year get division one scholarships, let alone one AA, division two or the FCS schools that you hear of now. So Island City family and the Coach V Show family, welcome to the show. Brother Ale Mateo. Ale Mateo, coach, thank you for making time to come on the show, coach. Thanks for having me, Coach V. Uh, so excited to, to be out here with you and uh, just to share insights on all poly sports and what we're all about. So thank you very much. Man, all poly sports. Shout out uh, to Brother Kalfusi, Brother Kini Kini, and the crew. And thank you so much for prior to COVID, every time we would put on our free camps here, you guys would jump in the van or jump in the car and drive all the way down from Salt Lake City to help us with our community outreach. So I got mad respect and love for what you're doing. So coach, we're going to be talking about these success frameworks, behavioral models, and life lessons that I, Coach V, can learn from the, from the wealth of knowledge that you have. But start us off, coach. Well, what is Ale Mateo's genesis point? You know, I was uh, born in the early 60s uh, in San Francisco. My, my, my parents, my father, Weva Talango Teo, and my mother, uh, Pepa Siofanua Teo, they were the, the original uh, Samoans that came over on a boat in the, in the, in the, in the mid-50s. Wow. And so uh, when they got here, it was, uh, you know, shoot, they, they, they were like any other immigrant that came over across the boat. They were, you know, just trying to survive. And so, uh, you know, I was born in San Francisco, raised in the Oakland, California area. And then uh, as we, as I, as, as, in around 11 years old, my, my father retired uh, and decided to move everybody back from California to American Samoa, which is, uh, you know, obviously a, a future shock, you know, uh, you right, know right. all of us who've been to the island, uh, you know, when you when, when you come from the States and you go back to the island, you know, it's a whole different perspective. Right, right, and right. And so uh, it was a different way of life. And, you know, we, we had to make some mad adjustments going back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just just even at that point, right, we, had, we went through some learning curves, man. I realized that yeah, I was Psalm 1, but uh, in their eyes, I had a lot to prove right. before I could be considered a Psalm 1, you know, being born stateside and then having to go back there and you got to try to prove yourself all over again as a young man. That was that was a, a challenge in itself, but I made it through. So I was, I, you know, I'm happy to be where I'm at today, but that, that experience helped shape me as a young man and help me set me on a path of manhood, I believe. So. Right, so this culture shock of going back to Samoa, what, what high school did you graduate from? Talk to us about that, how was that like? I mean, you know here in the States, right, yeah. coach, there's football pads, Nike, Nike cleats, 
back in our day that Nike shark shoes and all that. Remember that? I mean, there, there, you could just go down to a store and, and pick that up. How was it like growing up in Samoa in high school? What high school did you go to? Did you play football? Did you play rugby? What was that like? You know what? I went to Leone High School and oh, uh, yeah. Leone High School, uh, you know, we shoot, we've had a lot of great players come out of that school over the years, but uh, we didn't have the uh, modern conveniences that these young guys have over here right now. And I, and, and I tell these kids every day, man, you you guys are blessed. You live right. in a blessed time because buying football cleats, I mean, uh, getting getting wristbands, or even even having your own shoulder pads was a was was a struggle. And right, so, right, right. Uh, I, you know, and I played I played football over there. You know, as a sophomore, as a freshman. Uh, through my senior year and every year you had to earn it and so uh, because I was just a freshman I would have to share my pads with somebody else so meaning that you know at the half you know I was either giving my pads to somebody else or somebody was giving their pads to me so that wow. I could play the second half right. and then and then the helmets you know I mean there's no such thing as certification you know right I mean, right 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 it's the face masks were held together by chicken scratch. We used car foam to, to plug in there for head protection. I mean, there was no way it was, it was gladiator football at its finest, man. <laughs> so yeah, we you, these kids over here, they're very, very lucky to have what they have. And then, so coach, wasn't the late that just passed away a, a year or so ago, was coach Leo Mitty and coach was he from Leone? Yes. Donnell Almiki, he was yes. out of Leone High School. I believe Donnell might have been the first collegiate athlete that was recruited out of the out of Samoa, you know, so uh to, to directly to a division one school. He would right. he, he might have been the first guy to actually ever have gone through the recruiting process as we now know it. Yeah, and, and so shout out to Coach Leo Mitzi's family. When I heard the news being out of football for a while, um, that was just shocking uh, about Donnell. And then he played at the CU. So Leone High School is big time. And then Coach Pooch, right? I yeah, think, was yeah. he, did Pooch go to Snow and then end up at La Tech? So yeah, Pooch did go to Snow College. In fact, uh, you know he came there by my when I was co actually I was his position coach uh, when Coach Pooch came in, and then uh, I mean the kid is five eight. You know he, show, he showed up. He didn't didn't even look the part. You know right 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 when right. right. He, when, when he strapped it up, man, it was all warrior. You know he was a killer on the field, and so uh, you know he. I was really grateful to have it. Somebody believed in him enough that they would offer him a full ride scholarship, you know, at, at that time to, you know, to get out, to, to get out of snow college. And he's back home now in American Samoa, one of the most uh, successful high school coaches on the Island right now. Oh, wow. I got to reach out to Pooch and say, hello. I remember meeting him at your camp. And then when you said Leone, like you, you were the only three guys that I know personally um, and Donnell was a, an amazing person, amazing player for Colorado. And then, I mean, all you guys are just great character guys that really love football and want to develop kids. So after high school, you graduate from high school. Did you go work? Did you go to work? What did you do after high school coach? You know, I graduated and I went right on, right on a LDS mission. I went and served my mission in the, uh, the uh, PSR more mission, uh, for two years. And then I, I, I got back home, you know, and uh, I knew that, hey, I, I got to leave. I got, you know, I, you know, there's something else outside of the island that I, you know, I felt like I got to go get my education. And so prior to that, I really wasn't thinking about college, but going on a mission taught me how to, how to, how to think, think ahead, how to plan, how, how, you know, I, it gave me some vision on, on, on who I was. And so I knew at that time I needed to leave. And so that's when I left, stopped over in Hawaii for about a year and a half to work, took some classes at BYU Hawaii. And then I went to Snow College, you know, and uh, that was in itself uh, a unique experience because it's the first time 
I experienced real football, so to speak, right? Right, right, right? I mean, growing up, the coaches we had, I mean, we literally pulled the plays out of the, back in those days, Sports Illustrated would have plays that, that were in a coach's corner section every month, and they would put out these certain plays and offensive, defensive schemes, and that's where our guys pulled those, uh, pulled our playbook from, you know? because not, not too many of those guys really had played the game of football before right. and they were basically learning themselves. So when I got to Snow College, uh, they, they handed me a playbook about as thick as a dictionary and I said, oh, wow. You know, there's a, there was a, it was an extreme learning curve for me, you know, when I got to college, absolutely. So I've heard about some of the legends um, that were, were there on the staff with you. Like, who, who are some of the guys that if you drop names, we would know these, these folks, right? Who, who, who are you on staff with? I, I've heard the legends, but I want to hear it from you. Who did you work with there at Snow after graduating from there and then coming back? Well, when I, when, when I, uh, when I left Snow, I, you know, I, I went to, to Southern Utah and, okay. and was getting into, you know, high school coaching. Uh, I, I got invited back when uh, Coach Uparessa became the head football coach over there. You know, you know Keith very well too. Yeah. So Keith was he he had uh you know he he was a player at BYU, went to the NFL, came back, did his GA at BYU, and then went to Snow College as an assistant coach, and then he became a uh, the head coach. Right. And then and then he you know, offered me a job to come down and, and, and be an assistant coach. And I took the linebacker job there and a special teams coordinator job. But uh, working with Keith, Keith was awesome. You know, he was, he, he was great. Uh, I mean, just learned a lot of things from life lessons from that guy that, that'll, you know, will stick with me forever on our staff. Uh, you know, was Alan Solanoa. He, he was uh, the running backs coach. Mm -hmm. Uh and then, you know, our, our, our D coordinator for a little bit was Bronco Mendenhall, and he, and he had just left. To, wow. He had to go to uh, New Mexico. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, our, you know, uh, I'm trying to think back on our staff. Our D-line coach was a guy by the name of Rick Wilson who played at BYU. Mm -hmm. And we had, uh, you know, Don, not Donnell, but uh, – uh, coach Ken Beezer, he was our DB coach at that time. So uh, a lot of great guys there, guys who loved football, coach with a lot of passion and, you know, invested their life into just developing young men, you know, and you know what that's like. I mean, you know, you once you get into this business, man, it's, you know, everything else is on a back burner and it's all about uh, trying to find a way to get your kids to play at the highest level possible. And when you're surrounded uh, with great coaches and great mentors. I mean, it's an easy job. And uh, you've been there before, you know what that's like, but uh, boy, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the most uh, uh, valuable experiences of my coaching career and, and in my life to have the to have had the opportunity to have gone back and coach there. Right. And so coach, one of the things that I tell and when I speak about as a keynote speaker in most high school, junior college, or collegiate um, audiences is do not be casual in your relationships. And I met your wife, and I know how integral my wife is, and I see how your wife is integral in everything you do. How, how, how and how did that happen? What's the story? What's the legend <laughs> of how Ale Mateo got, got, got swept off his feet and found the love of his life? How, how did that happen? You know, uh, I, I, you know, my wife, Lori, uh, she was in a computer science class of mine at Snow College. We, you know, I was my first year there. Uh -huh. she, was, she was a basketball player. Uh, so she came in on a basketball scholarship, and then uh, when I walked into the computer science class, you know, you know how we are as Polynesians, right? We kind of gravitate to people who either either are our people or kind of look like us a little right, bit, right. you know. 
And I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but I, I just wanted to be next to somebody that I felt like I might be able to, to communicate with. And, you know, my wife being, uh, you know, ha having a, a Filipino Hispanic background, you know, uh, you know, it attracted me to her right off the bat. And so uh, I went down and I sat next to her, you know, and so that's right away, coach. You, right you, away. It's the first time you ever saw her. First time, first time, first time I went down and I sat right next to her and uh, just kind of introduced, introduced myself to her. And, uh, you know, and that's how it started. We became real good friends. We became study partners. You know, uh, she would always come and watch the games and I would go watch the basketball games. And we just we just started doing things together and it developed into a, a, a five year courtship. And we ended up getting married after that. So. You know, as we as we developed our relationship and got to know each other very well, and and uh, you know, and, and as that love grew, you know, uh, you know, we made it a goal that uh, you know we would both graduate from college, get our degrees, and then you know, and start making our way from there. And so uh, I was really grateful to her for for being a strong support to me. Uh, I mean, and you know what it's like at the college level, man, and, right. and we. You know, I, you know, none of my parents have gone through it. None of my brothers and sisters have ever gone through it. Right. And so if you don't have anybody that can kind of help guide you through the process, it's tough, man. It's tough. Oh, yeah. And I got to admit, had I had not had that support and I had her by my side, encouraging me, pushing me, I would not have made it. I mean, that's honest to goodness truth. Without that kind of support, I would not have made it. And, uh, you know, I, we didn't have any of these student support services or these special uh, services on campus where you could send, send these at-risk students to or minority students to to get some advice. There wasn't anybody back right, then. Right. It was figure it out, right, Coach? It was, exactly, man. <laughs> it's wake up, flip a coin, and say, hey, man, you know, let's get through this day, you know? So... Uh, and, and that, and that's, and, and that's how it all happened with us. And, uh, you know, we eventually got married after we got, we both finished, uh, and graduated from uh, Southern Utah together. Uh, and, you know, a few years later, we, we had a child named Jelana and he's serving a mission now in, uh, Indianapolis, but, uh, you know, and she's a true coach's wife and right, you know what right, that's right, like. right. you gotta have, you gotta have, if you're in this business. And if you don't have a woman who understands the sacrifices that just part, it be, it, because your life is someone else's now, once you make this choice to be a coach, you belong to hundreds of people. And, uh, and you, need, you need to have a spouse who understands that this is going to take you away from you know, our, 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 our family life, our personal life. And my wife understood that. She understood the vision. Uh, she understood the fact that, you know, there are people out there that needed our help, that needed my help, and she understood when I needed to leave. And so I'm really, really grateful to have married someone who understands that part of what we do as coaches. So Right. So, Coach, you share in my sentiments, right? Because I tell everyone, hey, the, the, biggest, the biggest influence in my life has always been God, no doubt, God's grace and God's amazing, unmerited and undeserved favor in my life. But prior to me being 18 and leaving the college was my parents, but no one in my adult life has had a bigger influence and impact on anything positive happening to me other than my wife, Martha, right? That's why I tell kids, hey, don't be casual. Don't be casual in your relationships. Because you could have a you could have an evening or or a casual relationship be a lifetime of headaches. Come on, coach, is that real talk or what? That's real talk, man. Temporary happiness. <laughs> no, it's it's you know it you know it, it, it eventually it reveres its ugly head down the road mm. of why you connected, right? I mean, if you you know if you if you, if it's a fly by night deal, man, it you know. It doesn't happen, and I know, and I, I know you and Martha's story very well, and I've followed you guys over the years, and you, you guys had a long, healthy courtship that, that you know, developed into something great, and uh, you know, 
and 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 we were basically in that same path, right? You know, we needed to grow together, learn together, learn about each other, and and and, and I feel like that's why uh, my wife Lori was able to buy into who I was and who I wanted to be because she really knew who I was when she said yes and signed on the dotted line, you know, and so, and that hasn't been an issue in our marriage. And so, uh, you know, the quick happiness stuff, hey man, shoot, here today, gone tomorrow. But, uh, you know, I feel like if people, you know, like anything, if you invest your time uh, into something, you know, the, the reward is so much greater. You know, it's just so much greater when you really take some time to understand and learn something and relationships are no different than anything else. <laughs> yep. And then, so when I first met you, coach, so you were at Snow. So when I first met you, I met Laurie. I think Jelana might have been six or five. I, I, I don't know. She was she was a she was a young pup. And you were the head coach at Bountiful. So connect us and the audience from being at Snow, um, trying to start your coaching career, and then ending up in Bountiful, Utah, the head coach there, starting all Pauly in 1999. Talk us through how that all started. Well, it was actually, it wasn't, it wasn't Bountiful, it was at Woods Cross. And oh, so, Woods Cross, Woods Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you lived in Bountiful. Yeah. I lived. I lived in. I, 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 I did. I did coach at Bountiful as well. After yes. I left Witch Cross, I ended up at Bountiful. Yes, sir. But, you know, uh, you know. Prior to me going to Snow College, I was at I was at Witch Cross as an assistant. Okay. That's where Upress hired me from, and I, and then uh, after Snow College, I went and did a GA deal with Utah real quick, and then. Uh, in the middle of my GA, about a year and a half into it, my wife lost the, her job, right? And you know what GAs make, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what GAs make, right? And so yeah. at that time, there was no question, man. I had to get out and I had to find me a job. And so I transitioned straight from being a GA in, into an assistant coach position at Woods Cross. I came back as an assistant then shortly after the head coach, he re, he retired. He retired, right. and then uh, you know I basically fell into that job by accident because I really wasn't looking to stay there and to be the head coach. You know, at that time, you know, you're young, you're you're an eager coach looking to climb the ladder. So I'm th I'm thinking to myself, man, I I, I don't want to get too attached because. If say like if Oops gets a job somewhere, any of our guys in the network gets a job, I I, I want to get my resume out, and you know you know that life, bro. Yes, you know you're yes, you're yes. trying to get that resume out, try to get out to as many of your boys as you possibly can to to help you climb that ladder. And so uh, uh, eventually that didn't happen. I ended up taking a head job at Snow, uh, being at the at, at Woods Cross, right? But you know basically by default because I had nowhere else to go. And, uh, you know, it was interesting, right? Because as they were going through the interview process, the first time I didn't put my name into it. Uh, but then they asked me if I put into it the second time. Uh, and I did. And, and, and I took the job. And I took the job only because there were some guys on, on, the, on, the, on that list of coaches that, man, if this dude got the job, I'm screwed, <laughs> you know? So I'm saying, you know what? I mean, I'm here. I mean, I know I kind of understand what's going on. I'm just going to jump in and just do the best I can. And that's how I took it, <laughs> you know? I, right. I took, you know, and, and interesting, right? And so Coach Peresa goes to be the offensive coordinator down at Idaho State. And about uh, three, three weeks after, almost a month after, he calls me up and he goes, would you be interested in being the D-line coach over here and recruiting uh, Southern California? Right, right. And I said, oh, my gosh. And at that time, right, a lot of things have shot through my mind because, you know, number one, you know, I've been traveling back and forth. I was doing the snow college thing, then the, then the GA thing, you know, and, I, and, and me and my wife were debating, you know, we just got to try to settle in and try to have a family. And then I just took the job and, you know, when I took the job, you know, I got to know these kids really well. Mm -hmm. and, I, 
I felt like at that point, man, you know what? I got to dial it in, man. You know, I, I made a commitment to these guys. Uh, I'm going to honor the commitment. And I told coach, you know what? Would, would have been a great, great opportunity, but I can't. I can't do it, man, given my situation now. And uh, just haven't been working with these kids these last few months. You know, I'd hate to walk away and, and just kind of leave these guys high and dry like that. I, I just would, it wouldn't be fair to them. So, you know, I stayed, you know, I stayed and, you know, took the job, stayed there. And, you know, we weren't real good, but, you know, uh, I've always believed that, you know, even, even programs that don't have good records need guys that care about them. Mm, I love that. Yes, sir. Is that during the time when, when, when Junior and Mario and those guys came through there? Yeah, yeah, you remember those guys would come. Well, you know, you know, I had those guys at Snow College, and they would always come back and help me out on their off time. You know, and yeah, it was it was good. But uh, you know, I I took that job knowing that it was uh, it wasn't a good football job. Numbers were down. The talent pool was not strong. You know, but I I always took the approach that hey, you know what, you know, shoot, take what we got, make it a good experience for these guys, teach them some core values. Like and that. whatever happens from there is going to happen because, you know, in the end, right, it's about development, the, the development of the kid uh, outside of football, the social, emotional, the maturity level, you know, where when they walk out of here, you hope they can say, you know what, you know, uh, I was an okay football player, but I, I learned these skills is going to help me in college, help me in my life. And, you know, it's proven itself over the years. That's been a, you know, it's been time tested and kids, kids remember that, you know, so many, many of my players all reach back and, you know, they, you know, say thank you or, you know, they get invited to their, to their, to their uh, weddings and yeah, yeah. their firstborn stuff, you know, though, you know, you know what that's like. And, you know, in the end, that's the big picture for a lot of high school kids. Right. And so, I mean, unfortunately right now, the vision of high school football is changing a lot. And so, Man, I don't know how long I can keep up with uh, with the way things are these days. Just mm -hmm. giving the new attitude, a new approach of football. But but I loved uh, I loved coaching. Now I was there for five years. We didn't win a whole lot of games, but boy, we developed a whole lot of great kids. And in the end, it's mm -hmm. about building championship people. Yeah, you know? amen. Championship yeah. people, bro. So. You know, and, and you know what that's like. You've done a great job. I, I, I've always followed a lot of stuff that you're doing with your kids over there. And, you know, that, that you know, the 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 intentions are still the same, you know. And, I mean, it's not in the end. It's not about the, the championship at this level. It's about building them up to be good people with character, you know, and, and, and walking away with some skills that can help them be good um you know, contributors to society when it's all said and done. And then now let's get to where you are now today and all poly. When you started all poly, did you think it would become this mega, mega camp where, I mean, you, you could be a kid with offers and you'd come to the all poly camp and just get lost in the shuffle. I mean, that's just, I, I can just go down the list of, I mean, during the time I was used, and I used to be in my former life in football, I'd come in there and they'd be like, you know, three-time national champion, Kaluka Maiava, getting off the plane, coming, you know, from Maui, yeah. who played at SC, Manti Teo. I mean, I could just go down the list of the players that have come through that place. I mean, did you see that back then? And what was the mission and the intent behind starting it then? And then now in a couple of weeks, you're going to be putting it on and getting after it again. What was the intention, coach? You know, the, 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 honestly, the, the real intention was to just to, to use football as a game to motivate our players to do good in school. Right. I mean, uh, and so man, you mentioned that, uh, you know, and part of the genesis was, uh, you know, I got called to the state office back, back in the day, uh, uh, Bill Lafiaki was the director of uh, Pacific Islander Affairs in the state mm -hmm. of Utah. And so, you know, you're familiar with his son, Tite, you know, the outstanding yep. coach. Yeah. Years. And so anyway, the, you know, he called me in 
uh, him and another gentleman by the name of Supi Miley, guys that I, you know, I love to death. They were kind of mentors to me and kind of, they were the first ones to kind of help me understand how we would be able to use football to motivate the kids. Now, you know, before me, these guys had it in their mind that, you know, we need to do an all-star game. We need to do a, some type of football event because our kids are getting lost in the shuffle academically in there. And they, they agreed with me. We need to use football as a tool to bridge the academic gap. Right. Mm, so, yeah. And so that was, you know, and then, uh, and then, so what I did, right. I, you know, uh, I put together a nice presentation. I, I, I went in there to the office. Now, keep in mind, even though these guys were in that office, you know, uh, it's it's ran by a board, right? right? There was right, a board right, of right. people there, and and that that voted and yayed and made stuff. And so, when I went back and I laid out a little presentation, and he, you know, I gave him a stat that hey, sixty five percent of the Polynesian kids in this area enter. They, they, they don't, they enter as ninth graders, but they don't graduate as seniors. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. And I said, the numbers were not real strong. The graduation rate was not real strong. And so, you know, I mean, I, I pointed that out and I said, well, you know, I, I've been asked to kind of explain what, what, what would I bring to the table? And I said, to me, I'm a football coach. And because I'm a football coach, I would use football as a tool to bring everybody together and, and send the message. I wanted to use the football camp to send the academic message to these guys that, hey, it's great that you can play football, but it all ends, you know, the minute your eligibility goes down because your grades aren't good. And I wanted to use our college coaches, right? right? to send that message, like yourself, uh, Robert Anaya, Coach Uparessa, uh, you know, Brian Cabral, uh, all the other Polynesian coaches that we had in our in our network at that time. Right, Joe right. Selmalo, right? You know, I mean, you yeah. all our boys back in the day. So so the way my approach was, if I was able to bring the, bring the Valley, the best football players in our Polynesian community in Utah together, and then bring in a handful of Polynesian coaches that looked like them, talked mm -hmm. like them, had a similar background, that the, the, the message would, would be more clear to them, right? And then the recruiting, the recruiting part of it, right? Right. All of a sudden now, okay, this guy who looks like me, talks like me, has the same background as me, is telling me the same things my parents are telling me, my high school coaches are telling me, you know, my, my advisors are telling me. But on top of that, he may recruit me right. to play football at the college level. And so that was that extra carrot at the end there that, uh, that I felt like it was stronger when, when, when a guy like you from Boise State came in, you know, You've won these, uh, you know, bowl games, you know, nationally ranked come in. You tell these kids your story. It connects with them, mm -hmm. right? It connects with them. And so uh, I felt like it, it was it was a stronger way to send the message on, on, on academic being a very important part of the game of football. And yeah, that, that's led to other things. Yep, and then so now before we we go back and start to unpack uh, four to five life lessons from different segments of your life, well, and, and then now I mean, I see my boy Big Dave Uyangalele on Facebook with Ale Mateo. I see Ale Mateo at the. Is, it, 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 let me know if I'm saying this correctly, right? It's like the Polynesian Hall of Fame game in Hawaii, right? Is that what it is? Yep, yep. Yep, I see you involved in that. And so I see that you're 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 here and there, but not everywhere. Like I, I can still tell my man is like going, okay, I, I'm gonna check this out. I'm a part of this, but you're not one of those guys that's a part of everything. Like you 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 know what you want to do and your impact. So what all else are you involved with that you'd like to talk about in terms of when is your camps coming up? I know you got a rising star. You got the all poly camp going on what year now, coach? 23, 24, 25, right? 
Yeah, we're right there. I, I get lost after freaking 18 <laughs> years, you know. You want to take I gotta have somebody lost. else count the I, years. I'm talking about Bonneville High School when you were at Woods Cross, man. <laughs> I'm that was like 2003. I was like, wait a minute, you was at you Woods Cross, yeah. <laughs> and, and then now you're a part of that 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 uh, Polynesian All Star Game um, led up by 49er great. Uh, remind me his name, Coach. Jesse Sapolu. Jesse Sapolu, man. Multi, I mean, one of the most uh, awesome people. I met him when we were recruiting Hunter White out of Edison High School. He was the offensive line coach there. His son was playing there all the time. I mean, you guys just got a good thing going on all around. What else do you got going on that we need to know about, Coach? You know, uh, j just, uh, just to update you, so... So I'm no longer involved with the Polynesian Bowl, although I am a supporter of the game, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and but we, we're, we're excited for what they're doing and that they do a great job. You know, I, 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 I've decided to pull back and, and focus more on our all poly sports brand and kind of do the COVID really made some changes to all of us. And so, focus uh, up. yeah. So I had to, you know, they dial everything back in, take a good look, possibly looking at rebranding some things and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and start reconnecting with some things that are a little bit more closer to home for me. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Dave, we, big Dave, we on the lay. So uh, we're, our Poly Sports is going to be partnering with them. They're opening up a, f a facility here in the state of Utah uh, called Champion Sports Athletics. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Boy, it's a one-stop shop uh, training facility where you can get everything done. It's it's set up like a, a like a elementary junior high school program where kids are going to do training for their sport throughout the day. So uh, we're going to connect with them on, on some things, uh, on doing some local camps, some local events uh, to kind of help promote the game of football here in the state of Utah. Awesome. Uh, I've also uh, I've, I've linked up with a gentleman in, uh, in Houston by the name of Dr. Lou. He, he runs the All-In Athletic Training Center where there's a bunch of NFL players uh, and elite high school players that train over there. So uh, We went out there, did an event in Houston uh, this past April and had a great time. And it uh, looks like we're going to partner up on two or three events with him out there in Houston uh, to do camps. And so... Uh, obviously, the, the all-poly camp here in the state of Utah is always going to continue to to be the staple. And so our, our Rising Star camp, uh, you know, one of the big names that, that, that was just here last year was that Nico Iamaleava kid who was down in L.A. I mean, he, he showed up here as a freshman. And you know, V, for a freshman to show up at our varsity camp and ball out, you got to be a player. You know, the level of talent that we get over here. I mean, that kid as a freshman was shredding everybody. I mean, and he's the next big dog coming out, bro. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Because I Jeez. remember your nephew. And, and so I was coaching the backers. And I was like, man, I like this Manti Teo kid. The freshman from Punahou? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I like that kid. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's just the kind of level of talent you guys got there. What else, coach? Anything else? Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, we're going to be working with uh, championship sports athletics on a lineman camp that's going to be going on on the uh, 19th and the 20th, right after the all poly camp as well. So we're we're excited with our relationship with those guys and uh, the events that we're going to be doing with them. And so Man, that's uh, awesome. So some of the people it is that you've mentioned, I, I, you can shout them out later on your shout outs, but I want to shout out the head coach of the Teo House, Coach Lori. I want to say what's up to Coach Lori. Shout out to Coach Oops. Shout out to Coach Cabral. I mean, Steve Galfusi. I met these guys when I was just a GA back in 2003. Those guys are still going strong. Amazing brothers that were in it for the right reasons. Um, to Coach Pooch. And then, um, yeah, man, that's awesome. So, let, Coach, let's go back and just uh, – you you alluded to it, but what is a life lesson it is that you could share with us? Because, you know, when you're an American boy coming back to the islands, whether that's Samoa or Tonga, right, the rite of passage, they are just so on us. 
yeah. not being Tongan or Samoan enough, and you got to prove yourself. I mean, what, what did you learn by going through that process, Owen? Well, I'm telling you what, bro. I'm telling you what, you better have those hands ready to roll because <laughs> you know what it's like, bro. Hey, you know what? If the first thing they look at you and they said, oh, man, you ain't Samoan, you Palangi, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to prove it to me, then put them up, baby. You know, and so that's and that's what it's like. You're scrapping a hell of a lot, you know, to prove to these dudes, hey, you got the same dog in you as everybody else in the village. That's and right. so, uh, you know, you go through that phase, but when you're in, you're in, man. You're in. Yeah, you're yeah, in, yeah, yeah. There's no looking back. And so, uh, you know, and, you know, I mean, in today's society, I don't know how, how popular that's going to fly, but... But in the end, man, it's a cultural thing. You know, I mean, you got to right. you got to prove yourself to your people. You got to prove yourself to your people. Let them know that, hey, you're one heart here. You know, we're you know, if, if anything was to go down, they need to know that they can count on you. Right. right. And if you had that same warrior blood, you know, I mean, you're going to have to prove it to these people, because as far as they know, Everybody on the mainland and stateside, hey, we soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? right. Yeah. But, but even growing up in Pomona, like, right? Because I mean, you gotta have tough and thick skin because you want to talk about scrutinized. Man, I get in trouble in Sunday school as a nine-year-old. My Sunday school teacher would hit me. My uncle would find me in the hallway crying because my Sunday school teacher hit me. He would hit me, and then I'd run into my mom. It's oh, just like, no. when is this going <laughs> to end, right? I mean, that's just like how the 80s and the 90s were for us. Yeah. My kids my kids are like, Grandma, Grandma hit, hit you? No, <laughs> Grandma beat me. That yeah. Grandma that gives you whatever you want and <laughs> so nice to you, right? That's just our culture. But like you said, though, Owen, once you're in, I mean, it is really absolute loyalty, right? Uh, unpack that for the listening audience a little bit, and then we'll move on. Well, you know, uh, I mean, you, the lifelong friendships that they learn. Once you, once they have a sense of trust, and they know that they can count on you. I mean, there isn't anything, anything that that that, that won't happen to you that they won't be a part of. That they'd be very supportive of, you know. And so, uh, I mean. Once I got that feeling, you know, and it was it was about a year after I, I settled in over there, right? People were befriending me more and, uh, you know, asking me to hang out. Or, you know, I mean, it was, I felt like I became a part of the village at that point. And, and that's a great feeling to have, that sense of security, that sense of support. And so, and it's carried over over the years. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm much older now. And a lot of those guys have kids, have grandkids, have have all come through the camp to be, to be honest. And so we've been able to reconnect with a lot of those guys uh, from my upbringing, but you know, it's an experience that I'm so grateful that I went through, you know, uh, and it's helped shape me to who I am today. And I would never ask it to be any other different. Right. And then what about even at that young age, right? So like, I mean, you're talking about, because even in 2002 and 2003, I was a grad assistant at Boise State coming to your camps. And I saw my first video of a kid running off the football field in Samoa, taking off his helmet and giving it to the guy that was coming on the field, right? What, what, was, what was your sense even as a child? Like, man, I share pads with somebody else on my team of your sense of gratitude and how different it was here versus there. Well, I'm just telling you right now. I mean, uh, when I went to Snow College, and like I mentioned earlier, it was my first real football experience. Yep. I was so grateful for mm -hmm. everything. I had my own locker. Right, right. I had I had practice gear, you know, and they did their wash for me. You know what I mean? And uh I mean, I, I was, I, I honestly, it felt so freaking important that every day I was in awe, right? Right. That I had, I had these things and they were mine. I didn't have to share them, you know? And so uh, I, the level of appreciation that I had was through the roof and the players who were there, they, they didn't get it, right? They didn't, right, they right, didn't right, 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 right. I was so excited, right? But I said, guys, you don't get it, man, you know? You don't, you know, you don't get the fact that 
somebody's doing my wash. I right. mean, somebody washes my stuff every day, man. And then, and then I get, I get this gear and then I get a playbook, I have a, my own playbook and I can open it up. And, you know, I mean, I said, Jesus, I feel like a professional athlete. Right. You know? So right. I mean, that was my level of appreciation because it, it, when you never had that, that's right. It's like Christmas morning, man, everything that's new to you uh, in that phase of your life is so valued and appreciated that that's what it's like man it felt like christmas morning those first few months as i started to 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 learn more experience more it was like man this is what football is like man it's amazing right the level of appreciation was through the roof that's right that's right man because i often tell people right if you've been where i've been you would be as positive as I am and grateful as I am. Because really, right, Sully, when you come and been where we've been, I mean, we feel entitled to nothing and grateful for everything. Any final thoughts on that before we move on, Coach? You, You hit it on the head, and that's something, that's a message, if I could say anything, is to this young generation, man, you, you need to understand your family's history. I understand the path of your parents. So you understand that these $150 pair of Nikes that you get, mm. they get off the sweat of somebody else. You know, you standing on some big shoulders. And I think, you know, I, you know, I, and I, and I, I like the, the, you know, this next generation as they come up, they take a look back and, and, and ask your parents, what, what village do I come from? Where, where did my grandparents come from? What was the life like for them? You know, and I, and I, and I, and I tell my, you know, the community all the time, share with your kids, your history. Mm. So oh, so they know what village they came from They They know the struggles that your grandparents went through. They don't know that they don't know that. And the only people who can tell them is us, you know, I mean, uh, I tell my daughter all the time before she left, you know, where she came from. She had, it's important that they know that path, man. If they don't, then they're just going to get lost in today's society, you know? Mm, yes, but, sir. Yes, sir. And then, and then coach, what about, what's the life lesson of seeing the young Lori in your computer science class <laughs> and having the courage to go sit down? Next <laughs> you, know, you see what you want? And whether you win or lose, you're going to go and just sit there and say, hi, <laughs> hello. Exactly. What's the life lesson there for, for anybody watching that may be single? What's what's the message there, Coach? Don't, don't be afraid to take the first step, man. Mm. Don't be afraid to take the first step. In your heart, it's already telling you where to go, you know? And so if you just choose not to go, then you're it's on you. But the directions right there in front of you. I knew exactly what I needed to do that day and I did it and it's paid off for me a millions fold, you know? And, and it's like, it's like all poly, right? Now, now, and I'll, and I'll revert back to that meeting. So when I went and met with those guys, it wasn't received the way I wanted it to. In right. fact, uh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't feel like my pitch for a football camp wasn't good enough. In fact, they said it's not academic enough, is what they told me. Right, so right, they couldn't get right. behind it. They couldn't get behind it, right? So in a way, hey, Bill, I was pissed off. Right, you know? real talk, real talk. Real talk. Yeah. I was pissed yeah. off. I wasn't happy, man. And so here I went. I spent time doing my research and everything, and I and I I knew Bill and Soupy were behind me, but I you know I, I tried to sell the other group on it, and I couldn't. And so, so when I walked out the door, I said, hey, screw it, man. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm that's doing good. it anyway. I'll find resources. I'll get it done. You know, and, and I kept the soupy and the bill in the loop because, you know, I knew that they, they still wanted to stay connected, too. And, that, you know, there's only so much that they can do in that department. But and that and that, and, that, and, that, and that that was another thing, man. I, I you know it motivated enough to feel like, hey, I'm gonna prove these dudes wrong. We're gonna go run our own deal. We're gonna make it happen, and then shoot, we'll go from there. So, you know, I 
I called, I called the Junior Ioannis, the, Manu, the Mario Fatafehis, the Luther oh. Ellis's, you know. Then I called Coach Hoops, Coach and I, you know, he was still in and out, and a handful of good dudes that I knew from Snow College, and we ran it. We ran it, and it looked good. I only had two quarterbacks the first year. You know? <laughs> right. I had two quarterbacks first year, and then, uh, you know, I said, okay, well, let's come back next year, do it again, and Numbers were doubled, and it just kept growing, and it kept growing, right? It was interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't understand the marketing. I didn't understand the business end, and so we were just like, just let it roll, man. Learn as you go type of deal, you know? And so uh, to where we're at today, you know, I, I've learned a lot as a businessman over the years because I've had to, mm -hmm. but uh that's how it started, man. You know, they, you know, uh, they were going to, they were, they said no. And I said, screw it. We're going to do it anyway. I don't care yeah, what anybody that, says. Yeah. That's such an awesome story for commitment, right? That they, they said no to you and it happened despite them saying no. And, and then also coach, I just love the fact that, I mean, your boy oops calls you up and, and you're, you're the new head coach. And then you're like, because this is, this is your end. And you talk to your wife and you're, and you guys are like, here's the dream job. Like I'm going to get into a, to Idaho state. And then you're like, but that's not where we're committed to. We're committed to this. Just like when you were committed to getting all poly off the ground and they said, no, talk us through those life lessons and, and how you were thinking and how, 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 because most people go like, well, I'm going to make this decision if I, if I win or if I succeed. And then other people, like dudes like me, people are like, well, how, how are you going to get booked to speak all over the country? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to go speak for free everywhere I can and then kind of find out, right? Because that, that's where it is. Whether you, when you come up, the commitment is going, well, whether I win, fail, or go backwards, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to live with the consequences forward. Your thoughts, coach? Absolutely. You know what? Uh, when, when I made those decisions, I was a hundred percent confident that didn't matter what what was what was ahead of me. It just mattered that I that we we had to do it right. You know, and so uh, I was confident in my vision that I, I I blocked out what everybody else was saying. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. I couldn't hear anybody else. Right. Yes, and so sir. even though somebody would have said, man, that's a bad business move, you know, I couldn't hear that. I, I, all, I, all I could hear was the fact that you got to do this no matter what. And so, and so there's something, you know, committing to your vision, right? I mean, yes, sir. you know, and, 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 and there's something to, you know, being great where you're at. I, I've heard that saying a lot this year, be, be great where your feet are, or be great where you are, you know, and I, and I, and I look back, I hear that and I look back, you know, that, that, that was my, my same vision. I, I need to lock it down, be strong here and things will work out for me, you know, and I, I, I didn't want to take the chance. Okay. All right. Somebody, I'm, I'm hopping there because in my mind too, even if I did go there, Maybe I'm there for three years and, and, you know, Idaho state, you know, it's, it's one of those jobs where dudes are, it's a transition job. You go from there to another job to another job. And so I had to think along those lines too, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, and I, and, and then even at that point, I, I realized that man hunkered down, settle in and, you know, stay the course on it, man. And then, you know, take on whatever life brings you, but if you're honest to yourself and you're true to your vision, it'll work out for the best. No, that's a great message. Coach, we've come to the segment where we're going to give you an opportunity to what, what's Coach Ale Mateo's message to the world. Uh, we'll also ask you to please promote what it is that you got going on. Make sure we know where we could find you on social media and then also sign up for the camp and then your shout outs. Let's start with the first one, Coach. Well, what is... What is Ale Mateo's overall message to the world? My overall message to the world is this, it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm. You can be who you want to be. You can do what you want to do. 
if you're willing to go go through the fire for it, all right? Mm. And it doesn't come easy, you know? And don't tell me that you want this and then you're not willing to work for it, right? But but it, it's, it's, that, it's that simple. If you want to be something, you can be that person. You know, it's like, you know, like our camp, you know, the elite guys are always the highlight, right? The top star kids, right? right but right. we have several, people don't realize, we have several division two, II, division three, junior college guys that go on and get their education too. That's right. You know, they go on and get their education too. And, uh, I mean, I'm just as excited for that guy as I am for any any kid that gets a P5 offer, you know? And so so these kids who come into the camp, you know, uh, hey, there's a home for everybody. If it's your goal to be a college football player, here it is, as long as you're willing to do the work and go through the grind. But we can be who we want to be as long as we're true to our vision and true to ourselves, it can happen. Oh, that's a great message, Coach. Thank you so much for that. And then, Coach, what about what do you got going on? I know you got your camps coming on June June 16th and then June 17th. Could you please get a, give us some details for that? And if someone's interested in coming, following all poly sports, you know, how do we follow you? How do we email you? How do we get on board? Right now, we have everything that it, it, it flows off of our website, allpolysports.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page. You know, we're also on Instagram, and it's just at All Poly Sports. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously we have our underclassmen camp or our, our Rising Star camp on the 16th. At that camp, we have several Division One coaches are going to be there. We're going to have uh, Utah, Texas, Virginia Tech is coming, Oregon, uh, you know, and a few others, Utah State. Weber State, Southern Utah, the, the array of Division One coaches will be at that camp for, for that age group. So if you're a young, up-and-coming stud and you want to get seen early, that's the camp to go to. Our college prospect camp will have Division Two, Division Three, and JC coaches there because of the NCAA ruling. Uh, and so that's going to be on June 17th. And uh, that's still a great camp for guys that that are, are not at the division one level that are looking for an opportunity. We still get a lot of kids out from that camp as well. And then on the 18th and 19th, we're working with uh, champion sports athletics. Uh, Coach uh, Yona Uyangalei is running a lineman camp on those two days. A great opportunity to get evaluated and get looked at. So those are, those are the upcoming events. Oh man, shout out to the U brothers. Coach, I don't know if you know this, but Gavika, Yonga, and I all went to Ganesha High School together. No kidding. Yeah, we're Pomona boys, man. I met those dudes. I played tetherball till I met those guys at Roosevelt Elementary the summer before I went to junior high. These two brothers riding a beach cruiser, they connected two beach cruisers together and made a double bike. Yona <laughs> and David, shout out to my Uyonga Lele Pomona boy brothers. That's awesome, that champion sports and and all poly are going to connect. Yeah, so Yona and I graduated junior high together. Uh, we played flag football. He was a quarterback. The dude was a quarterback and the best shooting guard at our age group in junior high as a big <laughs> dude, right? And then uh, we both started as sophomores at Ganesha High School, won three league championships straight there. Just had a phenomenal childhood experience rolling around as non-members, but we were we were regulars at the young adult um, young adult Mormon dances. We we go to the dances, and you know the rest of the crew is like, "Hey, why you got a tie?" Then they start playing that song long ago because I ain't standing out here with you guys. This Sunday best. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> you guys stand in the hallway. I'm gonna go in there and get my groove on. But that's, I saw that you guys are going to be doing some stuff together. I love those guys. Shout out to uh, the Uyangalele parents and the family, to Terrell, to Rob, you know, and the Big Dave. What his sons are doing are absolutely phenomenal. Coach, what about shout outs? Let's go shout out. Shout out your, your staff at All Poly. Shout out the wifey. Shout out whoever you want, Coach. Absolutely. Shout out to my wife and daughter, Lori and Jelana lifetime of uh, love and happiness and support uh, from those two and uh, love them to death. They, they, 
They are who I am today, so I'm mm. grateful. Uh, shout out to my staff, my boys, man. You know them all. Uh, freaking Big D, Jeff Kafusi. Uh, we've got uh, also Charlie Falatel. We've added him to the staff. Fotu Katoa, uh, Alex Arona, and uh, Gabe Sewell. Uh, these guys are, 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 are the five main poles of what we do. And so, uh, so grateful for them and all their support. Uh, shout out to the city of Sandy who has allowed us to come in and occupy their space for the All Poly Camp. They've been 100% behind us, extremely supportive. Uh, another shout out to our boy, that champion, Sports Athletics, Big Dave, William Lay, Pat Foley and those guys. Uh, they're big supporters to what we do. And uh, geez, I couldn't be more grateful to have a relationship with those guys. And so uh, and shout out to all of our All Poly alumni guys at that are doing great things at the high school level, at the college level. Uh, we've recently had, I, I mean, Zach Wilson, the quarterback, taken in the second round. Uh, uh, the Sewell kid was taking number seven. You know, uh, we've got other kids that are just excelling in, in, at all levels of football. And so I'm really proud of all of those kids who have come through and have done a great job. So, hey, shout out to Coach V. And the program, bro. You and I, we go way back. You were there, part of the foundation of what we've done. You've seen us happen. You were part of the, li the lifeline of this organization, bro. So love you much. Uh, Martha and your kids, wish wish all you guys the best, bro. And you know if there's anything I can ever do for the Coach V Foundation, all poly sports, we're 100 behind you, brother. No, I appreciate that. Coach, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, thank you so much for, you know, believing in this young graduate assistant kid. Um, and you flew me into the camp. Uh, it was funny because my first two years I came to your camp, I was just a GA. And then we're in another camp in Hawaii with like me, John Embry, Eric Bienemy, Brian Cabral, like all these big dogs, right? And they're like, wait, you're a GA? You're not full-time there yet? Like, nah, man, I'm full-time at all poly. I go serve for Coach Town, but <laughs> I got a full-time gig yet. And then the way it all worked out, you know, it ha happened to have a great career at Boise State with just some amazing coaches and players. But, Coach, thank you for always, to you to you and Lori, I remember the Denny's, you know, breakfasts that we've had and how hospitable you were always to me. You never treated me anything other than first class. And I really appreciate that. And on behalf of so many people that you touch from your players, thank you for being you to us. I mean, you just are. It's like, man, where does this guy get all his positivity from? And I mean, you feed us well, put us at the hotel, get us a rental car. I mean, you always just take care of us. So thank you so much, Coach, for what it is that you stand for as that beacon of hope that sports can be a conduit that inspires the academic focus, right? That, that, that football you. can be a conduit to also inspire success focus because there has to be something for our kids, especially as the generations now just are, are just very different um, that you've been able to plug uh, all coaches, in fact, into, hey, players don't give a shit what you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. So when you really care for them, they actually listen. They're more productive. They practice harder. They go to class. I mean, all those things are something right. that I, I fundamentally just, I felt that vibe from you from the beginning. Oops, Robert Anai, Kalani Sitake, Jason Ayu. I mean, all the guys that I met through you um, are, are built from that and cut from that same cloth. So shout out to you and the crew and all the great things that you're doing. I mean, we will continue to highlight what it is that you and Lori and all party staff do down there. Shout out to Fotu Katoa. I haven't seen you in probably 10, 15 years, right? Since Fotu left from the government side and went to the private sector side. But shout out to him, Diki Nikini and, um, and Brother Kaufusi. So thank you all so much for tuning in to the Coach V Show here on Island City, where the beach meets the streets for your personal development and where iron sharpens iron together we rise. If you have not 
tuned in and subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. You can catch us every Mana Motivation Monday right here on Dash Studios, Hollywood, California, on radio, per the Dash radio app. You can catch us on the Facebook app and also on my YouTube channel. This segment drops tomorrow on Tuesday on Spotify as a podcast. Thank you again, Alem Mateo, and thank you to everyone tuning in because it's just not for the sake that you watch and develop yourself for the sake of success, but for the sake of being our best. In doing so, we realize the best of our abilities and that everything and anything that we dream and work for can be achieved. This is how this success coach, keynote speaker, author, and Hollywood radio show host lives all about faith and family, grateful for God's amazing grace. From your boy out there in Utah, Coach Alemoteo, and your boy, Coach Until next Mana Motivation Monday, one love, mad respects, live it, peace.